Hello again, it's Jolene from Ghost Towns and History of Montana. Today's story appeared in the Bozeman Courier, November 13th, 1925. It tells the story about an overland trip from Helena to Fort Benton in 1876. Heavy rains and mud caused many hardships. This is the story of the experiences of one pioneer Montana family on a trip from Helena to Old Fort Benton before the days of the railroad, as told by Mrs. Gus Senor. In these days of grievous road conditions in Montana, it is at least consoling to hear and learn that the pioneers experience conditions much worse than do present-day travelers. Instead of taking this trip from Helena to Fort Benton in the regular coaches, which left the former place every day, making connections at the old trading post town with the boats bound for Bismarck and the States, we decided that it would be much easier to travel by private conveyance, although the trip in this manner consumed much more time. We cooked our own meals and camped at the end of each day, thus losing much of the traveling time gained by the coaches through the accommodations of the stage stations along the route. In the party besides myself and child were an old lady and her husband and a daughter of 18 years of age, a young man and our driver. The distance to be covered between the two points was about 150 miles and we were six days completing the trip. The first day out, we drove about 35 miles and made the best time of our journey. We passed through a long canyon in which was a small stream, winding in and out so many times that it was necessary to cross it on 24 different bridges. The night after we traversed this canyon, there was a terrific rainstorm which washed out every one of those bridges. And if our trip had been delayed another day, we would have been compelled to travel over the mountain, which would have made the trip much longer and would have been much harder traveling. The second day, it rained continuously and the traveling was heavy. It was still raining when we made camp that night. The women slept in the wagons and the men wrapped themselves in their blankets and bunked under the wagons as best they could until the rain became so heavy that they were forced to shelter under the wagon tarpaulins. This camp was at Sun River Crossing where there were then about six houses and a stage station. I finally decided to take my baby and go to the hotel where we could get a good night's rest. The next morning the weather was still threatening and travel was very slow. We could not build a fire to cook lunch, so we were forced to be content with a cold meal. After permitting the horses to rest for a few hours, we proceeded, and after dragging slowly through the deep mire, we reached the Big Muddy. It was still cloudy and had the appearance of more rain, so our driver selected a low place, the driver feeling that we would be more protected there if it did rain. It was still so wet 
that we could not cook our supper other than to make some coffee with some dry wood that the driver had placed in one of the wagons. It started to rain early in the evening and we were compelled to remain up all night, using our blankets to hang around the inside of the covered wagon to keep out some of the rain. During the night, it became necessary to hitch the horses to the wagon and pull the wagons out of the hollow or we would have been washed away. By morning, we were a sorry-looking lot. However, the sun was bright and warm and we had a good hot breakfast. We remained in our camp all that day, drying out our clothing and blankets by spreading them on the sagebrush. We were miles from any houses, the nearest being at Sun River. Finding an abundance of wild greens growing close by, we secured enough for a welcome addition to our lunch. The Big Muddy is named for a fairly large lake, which was once at that point and where it was always muddy, and through which the wagon road then passed. It was necessary to shovel the mud from the wheels continuously to make travel at all possible over this stretch. There was a thin crust dried on top of this mud and we women were able to walk over it by walking fast. If we stood still for one moment, our feet would break through. It was impossible to stop for rest and being very tired from carrying my baby, I put her on my back papoose fashion and found it helped very much. We finally reached more solid ground and made camp for the night. At this point, the stage passed us but was hardly recognizable. It was completely coated with mud. We passed freight at many points along the road where freighting outfits had dropped it off to lighten their loads. At one place, a lone woman was sitting on some boxes that had been left. The stages were so crowded in those days that Often, whole families would make the trip with the freighting outfits. This woman told us that she was afraid the boxes might be picked up, so she had remained with them. If she had known the country as well as we, she would have remained with the freight wagons regardless. She was one of the many tender feet to make the trip in those days to Fort Benton en route to civilization. We were then on the last lap of the arduous trip. We had passed the worst of the roads and our next stop was at 28 Mile Springs, a stage station where passengers were fed and stage horses changed for fresh ones. We camped at this station for the night and got an early start in the morning. This was the last day on the road and we reached Fort Benton. Here we found that the boat which was to take us down the river had not arrived. So we went to a hotel where we waited almost a week. Fort Benton in those days was quite a rough and ready place, its principal population being Indians, half-breeds, squawmen. It was an interesting sight to see some of these squawmen dressed up in eastern clothes and accompanied by a squaw with her blanket and a papoose tied to her back. All in all, the trip was one of the great events of my life and quite a contrast to the method now available for making the same distance over the same territory. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back soon. Until next time, take care.